0: Welcome to the Healthy Charleston podcast, where we help you take ownership of your health and fitness. My name is Hannah, and I am here to be your source of accurate health and fitness information while spreading awareness about all of the different health and fitness resources available to you in the Charleston area. Be sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Healthy Charleston Podcast. This is Hannah. I'm a physical therapist. And as your host, it's my goal to give you accurate, realistic, and simple health information that you can start using today to improve your health. So I'm so excited for this episode to give you all the details about our new online remote rehab coaching program and have you meet our partner, Dr. Susie Spurlock. So we talk all about her journey, her story, what led her to create her Instagram account way back when, Dr. Susie Squats, how she started her group training program, Supple Strength, and then her one-on-one online training program, how she ended up in Charleston, and then of course, how she ended up here with Made to Move, all about our new partnership, customized Remote Rehab and Fitness Coaching. This was a really fun episode to record. So before we start, make sure to go give her a follow at Dr. Susie Squats on Instagram. She puts out some great content, very entertaining and educational. And now meet Susie. Good morning, Susie. Hi. How are you doing today?
1: Doing pretty well. A little tired, but you yeah, know, why
0: are you so tired?
1: I spent um all of Saturday and Sunday teaching a barbell rehab course here in Charleston, down at Ethos. What's Barbell Rehab? So Barbell Rehab um, was started by Michael Mash, and essentially it is a two-day course for fitness professionals and rehab professionals to come together. We run through all of the big barbell lifts, squat, bench, overhead press, deadlift, and talk about how to modify those for people that are dealing with pain, what fitness professionals can do, and what rehab professionals can do. So like a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. lot for one weekend. <laughs> and I'm talking the whole entire time for like both days. So, and demonstrating it. The and same time. demonstrating. It's like a workout. It 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 is a workout. My Whoop had my strain at 17.8 for Saturday and 17.2 for Sunday. That's got to be like one of
0: the highest strains you've ever gotten. It actually is. The one of the highest strains I've ever gotten is 18, and that's from like a day of like four workouts. So the fact that you achieve that in a day of speaking and talking is It's either impressive or it's terrifying. There is no in between.
1: We're going to go with terrifying for the fact that my cardiorespiratory endurance and aerobic health is not at its prime right now. And I led with that with the course of like, hey, don't make fun of me when I'm out of breath from speaking or speaking and demonstrating. Um, Just bear with me. How was it showing up to a clinic every day early in the morning? It was difficult. Um, My first patients I would start seeing at 8 Mm, Um, a.m. So that means I had to get up. At 7.30. How? Did you live, like, right <laughs> next to the clinic? So it was only an eight-minute drive from the house. Of Did the you literally wake up, roll out of bed, and go? Um, Wake up, roll out of bed, brush my hair, brush my teeth. Wow. Put on my scrubs and get in the car and shop to work. My, like, five-course breakfast takes an
0: hour, so.
1: Yeah, I would normally pack just, like, a small little brekkie and then eat it in between my 8 a.m. and 8.45 patient, so.
0: Well, I'm excited to learn all about Dr. Susie Squats. Oh, here we go. Okay. I want to start with, maybe let's just give us a glimpse on like what you have been doing in the last, I don't know, six to eight months, like high view, because we'll go into more detail later.
1: So high view is... Like you
0: moved to South Carolina. What is that about?
1: Moved to South Carolina. Husband is active duty Air Force. So we had been in Oklahoma for the past four years and we moved back here in December. However, I moved early so that I could come and be in the same town as all the wonderful made-to-move worms. No worms. No <laughs> worms.
0: One of my clients was like, do you call your employees' worms, yes. he was like, that's so degrading. I was like, no, they chose that, and they love it. They call themselves worms. Yeah,
1: it's like, you look how cute the little logo is. Like, it's not like we're a nasty- I'm not like, oh, you little worms. Yeah, it's not like we're, I mean, I think earthworms are actually kind of cute, but- <laughs> We define cute, like they're like in the ground. I was like, you look at the Made to Move logo, and it's like this cute little worm, so, yeah, see? So you moved here
0: early to hang out with worms?
1: Yes, um, notably you and Elliot. Um, because the original plan was for me to work part-time in person for me to move while running my online coaching business. And the more we talked, the more we realized it was a better idea to just kind of join forces and go and chase this online route head on, hundred percent, all in. Um, so since then, since what, September? September. Yeah. Yeah. Since September, um, we've just been... Really hammering and working on getting this online remote rehab and fitness coaching rolling.
0: Isn't that wild that it's, I mean, it's March basically. Yeah. And that was September because like almost this time last year, because you came down in April
1: and that was when we first
0: met you. Right. Who is this like crazy girl that already knows I'm getting engaged
1: you were like, yeah, I knew. Well, I had met with Elliot when I came down in April and I met him at Ethos because originally we thought I was going to be treating in person, part-time for y'all. And then, you know, we were finishing up and he's uh, he was like, yeah, like I'm actually really nervous today. And I'm like, why are you nervous? He said, well, I'm like, I'm proposing. <laughs> and I'm like, like oh. <laughs> so yeah, I knew you were getting engaged before you ever knew. And I was a complete stranger at that time. So fun stuff. Exactly. I remember when you first messaged us, and
0: because you you followed us, and I was like, "Hey, it's Hannah. How's you here? us? thanks for the follow, like I always do." And you were like, "You sent me this long thing," and I was like, "I did." Okay, eager queen. <laughs> and then I was like, "Just email Elliot." I normally everyone I'm like email Elliot, and then here we are.
1: Yeah, wild. And Ellie and I were in lots of contact back and forth for yes. several months. And then everything just switched to Hannah when we decided we were going to go to the online route. I was like, no, actually, I'm, she's mine now. I'm, <laughs> I'm taking her. her. Yeah, I'm you got everybody her. else. Yeah, I'm
0: excited to talk about that. Let's go way, way back. So obviously, you're very into physical therapy, exercise, health and fitness. But like, how did all of that start for just Susie herself?
1: So Susie herself grew up playing the wonderful sport of soccer. I was a left midfielder, and my nickname at, from my coach was the gazelle. Sounds oh just wow. so freaking fast apparently. Fast or like leapy? Both because I was really skinny and lanky growing <laughs> up. So a little combination of the two. Um so yeah, I played left midfielder all throughout middle school and high school. And just I mean, I had just a love for health and fitness and being active. Um I came from a family that was relatively active as well. So obviously that just kind of bled over into my own life. And while playing soccer, I went through my fair share of pains and injuries throughout uh, the course of high school. N- main one, notably back then being um, greater trochanteric bursitis, which oh, we man. now know is glute tendinopathy, glute me Do you ever so. tear your ACL? No, surprisingly. Like, OK, yeah. I feel like every girl who starts with like, I played soccer in high school. I'm like, oh, no. I tore my ACL. No, but I had a lot of my friends tear their ACLs, which I'm surprised I didn't tear mine being hypermobile and not really having- Maybe that's it. why. It's
0: because oh. your ACL was like, we got this. <laughs> They're like, we got this. We're yeah, just going like to hold this it. This is <laughs> nothing. Yeah. They're like, we're used to this. Oh,
1: gosh. Which um, makes sense of, you know, now that I know I'm hypermobile EDS of the whole glute meat ordeal. ordeal. Um, so, Yeah. Did that, ended up in PT. Obviously, treatments back then are different from how we would approach it today. What was your treatment like? There's a lot of just manual therapy. Um, just like rubbing just on like your butt. Just like digging on in there and just pissing wow. off that area exactly. even more. Yeah, I mean, we did some strengthening and some stabilization stuff. Obviously, I got better. How many clamshells did you do? Oh, my god, so many clamshells. Like clam a shells. million. <laughs> so many clamshells.
0: I <laughs> could <laughs> picture it. Yeah. Like <laughs> what girl that played sports who went to PT has not done a million clamshells? Um, And like single leg glute bridges with a band.
1: Correct. Yeah. So things got better. And I had always wanted to be in the medical field some way, shape, or form. I actually originally wanted to be a veterinarian. Oh, my God. Same. I love animals. I mean, Avi. Yeah. I mean, look at my two wonderful fur children, Mowgli and Winnie. Well. You have three. I have a cat too. Her name's Kayla. I'm sorry, Kayla, wherever you are. Yeah, she's going to haunt you in your sleep. End of that. Um, well, she runs amok in the house all night long. So that's my payback for that. Anyways, originally wanted to be a vet, shadowed veterinarians, loved every aspect of it, except for the fact when the pets die. Can't handle that. Um, I'm a very emotionally attached person to animals in general. So I realized setting myself up for failure being a vet and being emotionally attached and just emotionally driven into the ground was not gonna be a good idea. So I ended up in physical therapy because my hip, I was like, oh, you know, this is kind of
0: cool. It was like, dogs (laughs) die, can't be a vet, PT it is.
1: (laughs) Like- well, before that, I wanted to go to med school oh, okay. and be a surgeon. But then I'm mm-hmm. like, people are going to die. So like the animal thing, like that was top tier. I was like, I can't handle animals dying. And then I was like, people, yeah, I, I could, I could get used to it. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? I don't want to be in school until I'm 35. Yeah. So let's do this PT thing. No Love we'll exercise. To- yeah. No, no one blood. dies.
0: Really, like no emergencies yeah. unless you're Just in like, ICU. Yeah.
1: And so I decided PT was the thing to do. And I shadowed in high school, and then. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I went into undergrad knowing I really want to pursue this physical therapy thing. And started, I went to undergrad at the University of North Carolina at Wilmington. Where'd you grow up? In Southern Pines, North Carolina. Pinehurst, Southern, Southern
0: Pines, Country Club Land. Cute. Yeah. How far away was Wilmington?
1: Three hours from home? Yeah. Well, back up. I actually did my first two years at UNC Chapel Hill. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, surprise, surprise. Wow. Mm -hmm. First two years there, had a really bad mental health stint, lots of depression and anxiety and a breakup um, that just did not go well. And so I technically dropped out of college my sophomore year and took a semester off and then decided instead of going back to UNC Chapel Hill, I just wanted a fresh start. So I decided to go to UNCW because that's where my sister was. And finished off and graduated with my BS in exercise science from there. And how old, how much older is your sister than you? She's 16 months. So basically oh, a year. Oh, wow.
0: Yeah. So y'all are super close in age. Very close. Okay. So you like went to high school together. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's so nice. Had all the same friends. And, oh, wow. Yeah. So Basically, I mean, like very close to being twins.
1: Essentially. Yes. yes. Besties. Except I'm the sassy version. She's not sassy? She's very sweet. Mm. It's a... It's like Sour Patch Kids. Yeah, I'm like spicy nice.
0: She's like actually nice. So what was it, obviously, like played soccer, had your own injuries, no vet, no med school. Like what was it that really made you eventually like fall in love with physical
1: therapy? Um, After that breakup I had, after sophomore year of undergrad, I was trying to find coping mechanisms to get myself back to where I was. And I was in therapy at the time. And she suggested, what about, you know, some sort of physical activity? Because at that time I wasn't playing soccer anymore. (laughs) Why don't you move, (laughs) Why don't you move your damn bones? (laughs) And so I walked into the gym one day and I said, I'm gonna give this exercise resistance training, strength training thing a go and see how I like it. And so to this day, I attribute weights in the barbell to kind of saving my life, both physically and mentally. Because like I mentioned, I was a very lanky, skinny, not really any muscle mass, like metabolism of a freaking cheetah where I couldn't hold on to muscle. Got made fun of a lot for being as skinny as I was growing up. And so I said, okay, I'm going to get, I'm going Jack to get thick <laughs> and I'm going to help pull myself out of this really bad mental, uh, season that I was in. Yeah. It was like so much more to you than just, than just fitness. Yeah.
0: And isn't it crazy? Well, was that the first time you had ever like been to the gym on your own? Mm-hmm. And like you had played, I mean, there's just so many, so much there. Like you'd played soccer all your life, basically. That was like before sh- girls especially were in the weight room. Right. But then also like so many people still, they're high school athletes and then they maybe don't play in college or they play in college and after college. It's just like, good luck. Mm-hmm. Go figure it out fun. on your own. And you're like, oh my God, my whole physical activity has always been like your practicing score. and playing. And now like, what do I do? Like, what was that like for you? Kind of like walking into the gym and being like, okay, here I am. What do I do?
1: I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I am a 100% self-taught lifter in the gym. Like I... Never had a coach when I first started. I never had a personal trainer. I literally, at the time, that's when like fitness Instagrams were becoming a oh thing. Oh my God, and Pinterest. And Pinterest. It was like
0: Pinterest ab workouts. Like, yeah, that's
1: all I did. And so I just would go on Instagram and I found people that I liked to follow at the time, which now that has completely changed. Uh, and I would just do like the swipe workouts where they would post, oh, here's my leg day. And then they would go through the different exercises they do. And that's how I started. How long did you do that? Probably for about like the first, like six months to a year. And this is
0: like, you're still in college.
1: Yeah. Still an undergrad, still a little baby Su's, um, Pretty lanky still. But with that, like once I transferred to NCW and I was getting my BS in exercise science, um, we were required to take Essentials of Strength and Conditioning course. And so that course with all of the labs we had and going through all the different lifts and plyometrics and things like that definitely taught me more than I had known of just doing, like, the Instagram swipe workouts.
0: Were you still in college working out on your own in, like, your college gym? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So then fast forward gap year, you go to PT school. Okay. Tell me about that experience for you because I know everyone's PT school is different.
1: Yeah. So I absolutely loved PT school. Um I love you're a nerd. I am a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> like that makes so much sense. I'm such a nerd. Yeah. Like I took I love math. And so for my electives in undergrad, I actually took um, calculus one, two, and three as my electives. Just like for fun. Just for fun. Yeah. yeah. So if that tells you anything. Yeah. Um so PT school was really fun for me because I love class and I love learning. Uh, Western Carolina, I cannot say more positive things. About the professors, about the layout of the program, about the facilities, because there's no med school at Western Carolina. And mm. so the PT students are the top. the top, we're the top dogs. Hell yeah. And so we get a lot of funding. The facilities was completely brand new. I think it had been like built like two or three years prior to when I got there. Um, and we, I think our cohort started off with 32 or 30. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's kind yeah, of small. Yeah, so very small. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, I loved it. Went to, went to class after class, went to the gym, worked out, came home, studied, made some food. Right, it's kind of a chill yeah. routine. Went yeah. hiking a lot because it was smack dab in the middle of the mountains, um, went to all the waterfalls. My cohort was great. I had some people that I went to undergrad with that were in there and we were just a really pretty close cohort. So PT school was grand. How close
0: is Western Carolina to Asheville? An
1: hour further into the mountain. Amazing, okay. Is
0: it true? When we were in Asheville a month ago, Elliot was like, because it was rainy and gross and gray. And he was like, this is always the weather in Western Carolina.
1: Elliot I was doesn't like, know what he's see. talking about. Elliot thinks he knows what he's talking about. He thinks he knows what he's talking about because <laughs> he like lost to them once in baseball. Yes. No, that's actually- And that's why, that's why he hates yes, that area. <laughs> that's
0: exactly- Did he tell you that? That's exactly- He was like, we used to have to come here and we would play Western Carolina. It was always gross. And then the next day it was like, gorgeous. And I was like, well, I'm going to ask- Susie,
1: who lived here, yeah, no, it's like Charleston. I mean, you're gonna have rainy, rainy days, rainy afternoons, and then it clears up, and you're good to go. Yeah.
0: So you're in PT school. When you're in PT school, what do you think you want to do with your physical therapy degree when you get out of school?
1: I loved neuro. Mm, I love neuro too.
0: Like yeah. post-stroke, Parkinson's, yep. t- like TBI. All of that. And yeah. I
1: wanted to be um, in working in an inpatient rehab, like neuro specialty hospital when I got out.
0: Like I wanted to do a neuro residency. Mm, so did I. One of my first conversations with Eve, I was like, I'm not coming to work for you. I want to do a residency. Like
1: what? And how and then here we are. And here we are. And so like in PT school, I said, you know, I don't want to do outpatient ortho because everyone wanted to do the outpatient yeah. ortho, the sports, work with the sports. athletes. And I'm like, give me all the people with TBIs and yeah. strokes and Parkinsons and things like that. Yeah.
0: Okay. So obviously you're not doing that. No. Okay. So <laughs> obviously I never did that. <laughs> okay. So like, what changed?
1: Um, getting married right after PT school. Um, you met in PT school. Yeah. Well, actually, we met in my gap year. Oh, okay. Steve and I met. We matched on Bumble. So. When where? Uh, he was well, he was stationed in Charleston during yeah. my gap year. I was in Southern Pines. He was on a JAT, which is just like a little like two or three day mission in Fayetteville, North Carolina, just 45 minutes from Southern Pines. And you matched? And we matched. Cute. Wow. And here we are seven and a half years later. Dang. Yeah. This is an advertisement for Bumble, actually. I know. So, yeah, that's when we met. And so we dated all throughout PT school. He was in Charleston. I was at Western. And he literally drove into the four and a half, five hour drive every other weekend to come and see me. We love it. So you got married like right at the end of PT school. You're one of those people. I am one of those people. So I finished coursework at that fall semester. So it was like what? December, like right before uh, holidays. Mm-hmm. And came home to... Well, my parents were in Greenville at this time. So since then, my parents' sister moved to Greenville. So I came home to Greenville, spent holidays there. Steve drove. Steve had already moved to Oklahoma. He drove back. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. He had were you that. engaged yet? Yeah. Okay. We actually got engaged, oh, I don't remember what year it was, probably 2019, 2018. So I was in PT school, and I was visiting in Charleston for the weekend, and he proposed at a Charleston River Dogs game. Cute. On the big screen. Oh, wow. Yeah. He went all out. Yeah. Cute. Um, So finished coursework. Two days later, after like the holidays and stuff, um, we got married. M- married January 4th. Oh, you finished in the fall. Okay. Yeah. So that fall of... 2019 is when we finished coursework. And I had my last clinical. Oh my God, this is like right before COVID. Right, I had my last clinical set up in Oklahoma at the hospital that I had worked at, well, will have worked at for three years after I graduated. Um, And we got married January 4th and two days later, packed up all my stuff in a U-Haul and moved me all the way across the country to Oklahoma.
0: The healthy Charleston podcast is brought to you by made to move physical therapy, made to move physical therapy specializes in helping you get out of pain and get back to doing what you love. We offer relationship oriented one-on-one individualized care to all of our clients. And we believe in putting the patient's needs first. If you'd like to work with me or any of our other physical therapists at made to move, check out the link in the show notes and get 10% off of your first session. We have locations throughout Charleston, Mount Pleasant, West Ashley, Somerville, and Daniel Island. Don't waste another day stuck in your pain. Follow the link and schedule an appointment today. At what point did you learn that you were going to go to Oklahoma to be with this man?
1: Pretty early on because we always knew Altus, Oklahoma was an option and it's like a teaching base. And so normally every person has to have at least a little bit of time there, like doing your due diligence to teach okay. other people how to do yeah. what he does. It wasn't like a you got
0: married. Hey, babe, sorry.
1: No, <laughs> go to like I, we knew, and so okay. instead of be waiting until we were going to be sent there, we he he volunteered and like, hey, I want to go to. Al- oh, so- that's smart. Like kind of like get it get out it out of the way. Yeah, which although I hated those three yeah. and a half years, it was like a blessing in disguise because we got there. COVID hit. Really small, rural, southwestern Oklahoma town. And so it never really like shut down or anything. Uh, And we weren't really exposed to like huge influxes of viruses and things like that. I mean, there's not a lot of people. No, there's not a lot of people. A lot lot of space, not a lot of people. More cows than people. Yeah. Well, do cows get COVID? No,
0: I think we're good. I think think that would have been, I think think we would have about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So y'all moved to Oklahoma and then you already kind of knew you were going to be working there.
1: Right. Okay. What is this
0: job like?
1: This job, um, was outpatient clinic, uh, hospital-based. So we had the small little rural hospital and then connected to it, the outpatient clinic. And I worked there for three and a half years. Oh, wow. Okay. Somewhere in this three and a
0: half years, you started a business. Before that though, you started an Instagram. Correct. Yeah, how, because like you don't just grow to 140K followers overnight and no. then start a business. And then like, how did all of that
1: start? So the Instagram account actually started in my gap year. Okay. Uh, when my sister and I, we were both living back at home with mom and dad and she wanted to get more into the gym. And so we started the account, the na- the original name oh gosh. of today's Dr. Susie Squats account was called Fit Sister Duo. Fit sisses, that's cute. Yes, and we posted all of your typical fitness influencers. Wait, can I still find those or have you archived? those? Oh, I, those, those are long <laughs> archived, but one night we can have some wine and we can and go, go through to the, the archives because it's gonna crack you up.
0: You were like one of those people that posted. This was also like before Instagram was- Like blew up, blew up. Yeah, like reels were not a no. thing. yeah. It was like posting pictures of your latte.
1: Mm -hmm. in like a
0: really like bad lighting and adding like a horrible filter
1: to it or posting pictures of your glutes from a low angle is that what you did yeah oh my god i can't i was one of those we we were one of those your
0: claim to fame was your butt was my butt great
1: and here we are not 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 what i posted out any of that right now so don't be like oh my god this girl yeah no just go look at the account yeah so we we started off doing that glute pics um (laughs) Bicep flexing picks. and I'm gonna laugh because there's probably people listening to this uh, that I have been following mm. on like we've been following each other. Yeah, it's like you found this little fitness community and we followed it to the granted. I have unfollowed the majority of people that we start I started following when this account came to fruition. Um, so yeah, about just swipe workouts, you know, like watch me do these really crappy looking squats. <laughs> Yeah, in your with spandex. With like, in my spandex with like 15 reps of like six steps. Awful programming, awful exercise execution. Uh, but it was fun and everyone starts somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so how did that
0: transform? And like, it, at what point? Just like walk me through the journey of that. Yeah.
1: So Fit Sister Duo, mm. uh, in, my, in my gap year, <laughs> RIP, we posted really consistently for, I think for about like six or seven months. And we actually like, back then, Instagram was really easy to grow. Mm. And so we got to, I think, around 10K or 12K followers. Okay. Um, yeah. Had a really good little community of like, yes, girl, oh <laughs> we'd post our glue pics. Like, oh my God, babe, you look so good. Like
0: that kind of stuff. It's like, that was the perfect time to either, buy a house or start an Instagram. You know, back, like dang, I really wish I would have bought a house back then or started an Instagram.
1: And we started an Instagram. And so I started PT school, so obviously my sister and I aren't living together anymore. No more fit sister duo. And we kind of just let it we didn't really post on it anymore. And then it got to the point where I was in PT school and I was learning all this cool shit and I'm like, "Hey, I talked to my sister." I'm like, "Megs, what would you think of me just like taking over the Instagram, like changing the handle, handle kind of making it mine. She's like, hell no. And you never, you haven't spoken since. No, she's (laughs) like, she's like, here, you can do it. You can take it. Because at the time she was working um, as a marketing manager at a real estate company. She was in a serious relationship. Like she just had a bunch of other life things she wanted to focus on. She's like, yeah, sure. Go ahead and take it. Yeah. And fitness was just, it was just fun for us to do as sisters. It wasn't Mm -hmm. like her passion. Like it was mine. Like
0: you never knew it was going to turn into what it turned into. No
1: idea. Yeah. And so I changed the handle to Susie Squats. And throughout PT school, uh, obviously over the course of being in PT school, content changed from being glute picks to more <laughs> educational, to more useful. And then during that time period in PT school, I would definitely say like, that's when I got more serious with training. Like I actually knew how to do barbell work well. Uh, and things just turned more into the educational realm. Still posted some like, you know, questionable glute pig stuff in there, but that Gotta part, keep them interested, yeah, you know? right Yeah. That's
0: what we're here for.
1: That part of using my body as a means to gaining followers quickly dissolved as I found more of a love for education and wanting to market the services and things that I knew I was becoming an expert in versus like, Oh, look at my glutes and these new leggings. Yeah. Follow me and do my glute bridges.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So you took it over from her in PT school. Mm -hmm. You get out of PT school, you go to Oklahoma.
1: What's the end game
0: here for you at
1: that time? At the time, like it was just creating content because by the time we got to Oklahoma, I changed the handle to doctors. Of so course, plots. like as soon as you graduate, I <laughs> was like, like doctor. Yes, I'd actually kind of claimed that handle before, just in case. Just in case, yeah. Like I had to, had to make it mine. Uh, so COVID hit, and I my last clinical at the hospital that I was going to be working at got cut short. Uh, I think end of January, beginning of February is when I got cut short, and then like yeah. I wasn't technically graduating until May. And I didn't take boards until that June or July. Yeah, this is like such a similar. So we had a lot of time where I'm just sitting at the house in the house board. If you remember that, you don't remember that TikTok. Uh, it's like bored in the house and I'm in the house board. bored in the house. And I in was the not house on bored. TikTok. Okay, well, I also I also created a TikTok at that time too. Yeah, Same handle, like way early. Yeah, yeah, we got it early and all the stuff. Yeah, and so I'm like, okay, well, I'm bored in the house. So what am I going to do? And Steve was also in the house, so we worked out a lot. And I created a crap ton of content, like posting literally every single day. And I, at this time, I hadn't monetized my Instagram at all. It Which was just fun. posting for the fun of it. Posting because I loved educating. Posting because I loved posting for the hell of it. And just seeing the account grow and seeing the messages come in of people saying, this helped me so much, you went over XYZ technique or helping with me with a pain point that I had in regards to my squats or my bench press and things like that. And then... When COVID started to like dissolve out and I realized that I was not happy working at my current job for various reasons. How long did it take for you to realize that? Maybe six months. (laughs) Um, The patient population wasn't my forte. Uh, Location really affected things too. A Very rural Oklahoma town. Health literacy was really low. Everyone had like 10, 12 comorbidities. No one really knew how important fitness was, which it's a, it's a cultural thing. Like it's it's not the community's fault. It just what I didn't I didn't feel like I fit in, and then the patient population I was seeing kind of just reflected that. And then it just a lot of opioid use, a lot of mm, yeah. surgeries before we try PT, a lot of your MRI uh has some disc degeneration, and then yeah. physicians telling you that you have the back of an 80-year-old and them getting spinal fusions when they didn't even need a spinal fusion, like that that kind of environment. And what's awful is like that
0: happens everywhere like that was the same as my one of my outpatient rotations it was the same as one of Elliot's like it's everywhere and I, I mean of course people very much think that like that's the way that it works and that's the normal and it's just like an awful such an awful setup an awful system I know exactly like the patients that you're talking about because like we've all worked with them and it's not it's very much like they are a product of their environment and what they've been taught and what they've been told, but just like patients that would come in with like absolutely no hope. So if you don't have any hope, you don't have any motivation because you have no reason to change because there's nothing to change for. And you could just see them almost like getting worse they're in PT, but they're getting worse and worse and worse. And like their quality of life has just plummeted. It was very depressing. Because you're like, as a PT, and you're kind of like bright-eyed and bushy-tailed as a, you know, student, new grad, and you're like, oh, these people don't even want to get better. No. Or, and they don't think that they can, and they look at you, and they're like, little girl, you can't help me. And you're like, well, what did I just go to school
1: for? And you're pouring, as a new grad, I was pouring so much into these people, so much, like looking at all the research, trying different treatment options, trying to educate them on strengthening and movement versus ultrasound, E-STEM, ice packs, things like that. And pouring my heart and soul into a patient population that wasn't getting better. And these patients weren't getting better. And I'm sitting here thinking, what am I doing wrong? And I wasn't fulfilled. I wasn't excited to go to work anymore. Mm -hmm. Like you dread it. Yeah, and it's like, I, I felt like I wasn't making a difference after spending all this money and time to go to PT school to make a difference in people's lives. I wasn't getting any of that in return and I just wasn't fulfilled at all. Yeah. And so then fast forward to October Mm 2021 is when I finally said, all right, I'm going to start my own online business. And I should have started it a long time beforehand. My husband was pushing like, Suze, you just got to start it. Like you have this wonderful social media. Because I think at that time I was at around like 75,000 followers and people had always been asking me, when are you coming out with the program? Yeah. When are you going to start training, this, that, and the other? And I, for some reason, felt like I couldn't do both. And I felt like I wasn't equipped enough to be releasing programs and things like that, because imposter syndrome just tries to eat my heart and soul every single day, even to this day. And so finally, Steve said, you just do it. Just do it. So I created Move Your, Your Bones. pushy yeah. egg. He was month. a pusher, a little pushy egg. <laughs> He said, just do it. And so I created Move Your Bones LLC because that phrase move your bones is something that I had been saying a lot and saying a lot through COVID of saying, you just got to get out and move your bones. Like, I don't care how you do it. I don't care if it's walking, yoga, strength training, bodyweight workouts at home, literally just find a way to move your bones. And I had people tagging me in their stories and posting it. So it was just this whole thing. And I'm like, there's no other business name that I would want. Like, that's it. So created Move Your Bones and launched a online group strength training program called Supple Strength. Essentially what that is, is just me putting out some really good programming and then people from all around the world can just pay $33 a month and get access to really good programming, access to a group chat, a community of people where there was a big lack of community in general in the world with COVID going on. So people felt isolated. So I said, what better way to create a community, an online community, where people can continue exercising, have support from other people all around the world, and have some just really good programming that I knew was just lacking generally in the online fitness space.
0: Yeah, and what I love about your programming, so typically when you get group programming, it's very cookie cutter and it's very, you're like, well, if I can't do this, like, what do I do? And yours is so in depth of like, modifications and oh if you're at home you can do this and like if this is going on you can do this and like your group chat is so great because people can send videos and form checks and it's like you get all of the benefits of like having someone help you but then you also pay the group training price Mm -hmm. and from like the comfort of your own home so you don't have to be a part of a certain gym obviously like they're all part of a gym But I love what you said of like a time where community, like people were craving. And I think like online communities, I think we've just like kind of barely scratched the surface of the possibility because people finally now with Instagram and technology, like it's so much more accepted. And all of these people were already following you and like, oh, what workout is she doing? And now it's like, you can do the workouts that Susie writes in programs, like not just as a fitness professional, but also now as a physical therapist. So like, yeah, Mm -hmm. hell yeah, $33 a month.
1: Right, and that was my huge thing too, is I, someone who had been purchasing Mm. PDF programs and other trainers, uh, online programming, group training for so long on Instagram, I kind of took that and picked out all the things that I saw that was lacking in those and tried to make something better. I wanted people to get high value strength training, in programming for a low value price i try to pack as much value as i can into this like the videos form and technique videos i have are in depth of me voicing over and then you have written instructions (laughs) they take you forever they take me forever. it's like multiple days in the month yeah i'm
0: programming for supple and like i know you know there's a lot of online programming in the crossfit space where like it's the the brand and like his face, but like he's not the one programming. Yeah. And it's all just very like, it's not modified. It's not like no options. It's not video form checks with voiceovers. You know, it's just like, here, like do these three movements. Yeah.
1: And so high value programming without the high price tag was what I wanted Supple Strength to be and continue to be as I grew my business because that's just something that's just lacking in the space entirely.
0: And people don't have we
1: now, I mean, like we are in a bubble, but like
0: strength training, I feel like strength training has gotten a glow up. Like people yes. know so much more, thank God. But they're like, okay, well I know I should, but how? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people now have like home gyms. A lot of people have started joining a gym, but a lot of people still are just like, how do I get started? What am I supposed to do? How do I progress this? Like a lot of people will have a 15 pound weight they use for everything. And at some point, like you're going to need more than that. How do you progress? And so I feel like Supple really allows people to find a way to sustainably train and get cardio too. Like yeah. you have conditioning workouts forever because you can progress within it. And so it's like you're not going to plateau.
1: No. And we do, I do new blocks every like six weeks or so so that we're getting a new stimulus to the muscles. Uh, people are staying interested and in not getting bored, but we're still doing the meat and potatoes of the workouts. We're doing, Um, a high level squat variation, like a back squat. We're doing uh, conventional or sumo deadlifts. We're doing bench press. We're doing all the things that are going to be the meat and potatoes throughout your lifespan that you can do forever, but the fun fun stuff. The salad and the dessert. Yes. The salad and the dessert, the cherry on top all comes with those accessories.
0: Yeah. So you like continue doing the things that are going to make you the most progress. And you also have things that kind of spice it up and like keep you excited and engaged. So you launched that in October, 2021?
1: Well, I started the Move Your Bones okay. business yeah. in 21. Like got the LLC, paid all the stuff. And then I did drag my feet for a while. So I launched actual supple, supple Strength a year later. Oh, wow. So it was October in 2022. So we just had our first year birthday this past Oh, September. yes. I knew this. Oh my gosh. Okay.
0: So you opened it up. What do you feel like you, you said you drag your feet for a year? I'm like, what were you doing?
1: What, um, held, what held you back? Imposter syndrome. Thinking I wasn't good enough in the space. Uh, not really knowing like how to go about it. I knew I wanted to do something with my Instagram to help more people, but I didn't really know what format I wanted it in. And so then I finally stumbled across Train Heroic and the Train Heroic app, which allowed this format of group training to take place where... You're not just getting a PDF email like to you. Like a Google doc. Yeah. yeah, or a Google mm-hmm. Sheets, or you're not just getting a program that you do all on your own. Like we are, everyone's doing the same workouts throughout the weeks so that we can progress together and have that community. And it also took a hell of a lot of time to get the just basic level of form technique videos mm. done, yeah. filmed, uh, voice recorded, voiceover, and uploaded to YouTube. Oh my God, that takes forever.
0: Like, you probably spent hours just, like, Mm -hmm. on your phone, on your computer, editing things. But then you got really good at it. Yeah. Now it's a lot faster, which is... Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So, kind of took you a year to launch. You launched in 2022. Mm -hmm. Okay? So then, right now, it's 2024, right? Walk me through from 2022 to what happened in 2023.
1: So, after launching Supple in 2022... I then had people still reach out to me and be like, hey, or actually I saw a lot of people and talked to a lot of people in Supple that had certain pain with certain exercises because Supple wasn't a rehab program. It was just a very well thought out and structured strength training program. But now these people were joining, not only because they saw the value in having someone experienced with the barbell programming for them, but they saw the value of joining a program where that person is a physical therapist and they know the ins and outs of treating pain and modifying for pain. And you're not just gonna be like, oh, it hurts, stop. Right. And so because of that, I had supple members reach out and say, hey, I would really like to work with you one-on-one. And then I still had people in my DMs and commenting on posts of like, in my DMs, of saying, hey, I want to work with you one-on-one. And so in January of 2023, I opened up my online fitness coaching. And I say fitness coaching in quotes, Because yes, it was fitness coaching, but because of my strength training hat and my physical therapist hat, both on my head at all times, I can't just take off the physical therapy one. So it was fitness coaching, but fitness coaching with modifications and uh, active recovery or rehabby exercises that people could do to help improve their pain while we modify X, Y, and Z. So I can keep them in the gym, keep them training, because we know that only 23% of Americans are meeting the strength training guidelines, which is two it's days a week. more than I thought would be. Yeah, but then when you add the um, aerobic portion mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, it's probably none. It's like, it goes down to none. If yeah. you have like, when we're talking about meeting physical activity guidelines for both strength training and like aerobic work, which is like zero.
0: Unfortunately. Okay, well, I felt better about yeah. it. Yeah. So people were basically like, hey, Susie, this is great. Love supple, but like, I want to work with you one-on-one. Correct. And you're like, okay, got to give the people what they want. Yeah. And then launched one-on-one training. And yeah, it's like, I think a lot of it is people not fully understanding. Like there's a stigma around what they think physical therapy is, that you have to be in person, that you have to have your hands on you, that you're getting manual and ultrasound and e and all these things. That it's like, we know the bulk of what gets you better is the program, mm-hmm. is the exercise prescription mm-hmm. and like the reverse engineering of the goals versus the assessment and then filling in the gap. And so, yeah. you know, if you would have said probably five years ago, like online rehab or like online PT, people would have been like, what What do you, like you put your hands through the computer, like and what does me? that mean? Well, like, where's the ice? Do I make my own ice? And now like I think because of Because of technology, because of COVID, I think we can help, we can thank a lot for telehealth and because people are now understanding more, especially people in the health and fitness space, like the lifter who just wants to keep lifting will always understand that it's the program that helps them versus the person who sits on the couch who has knee pain and only sits on the couch. And so it was really just like designed for the person who like you're active and you're not willing to stop being active. Well, like, let me help you. Like the beauty of it is it is fitness and it is rehab all in one. And like, we can talk about it more, but like you can stay fit. You can stay working out because what always happens when people go to traditional PT is they lose their fitness because Mm -hmm. they're like, well, you have to stop this. You have to stop that. You have to stop this. Do these clamshells, do this exercise, return to your sport. Especially I think about like ACL tears, they get back to their sport, And their whole body is just like unprepared, Mm -hmm. boom, another injury. So it's like, as PTs, obviously we feel passionate about this. Like we have to keep people not just maintain, but we have to help them actually improve their health and fitness and their capacity while we manage and improve these other issues. It's just like a a lot of
1: different things. It is a lot. And if you look at someone's programming. So when it comes to like the lowest hanging fruits, when it comes to someone coming in or coming to me and saying, hey, I have hip pinching with squats. The first thing I'm looking at is their squat technique and their programming. Mm-hmm. Because looking at someone's programming, I've had clients that have come to me and I've had, you know, every, every time after a back squat, I have a ton of hip pain. I look at their programming, they're literally doing like six working sets of squats, back squats on one day of the week with like six by, I don't know, 12 reps, something insane. Like insanely high volume, just not efficient. And then they're wondering why they wake up the next morning and they have eight out of 10 hip pain. And then it starts to get better and improve throughout the week. And then by the next squat day coming around, they don't have any pain. And they hammer out those six sets of 12 reps again. And that's where I can come in and look at that and be like, whoa, well, see how many, how much volume we're doing here? Now we are just irritating tissues and pushing them past their capacity. So what if instead of doing all of this on one day, we now split it up on two days of the week so that your hip pinching isn't getting so intensely aggravated on that one day, splitting it up, and then with that, coming in with some super smart accessory exercises that are going to help desensitize those tissues, as well as strengthen the hip flexors if we have any tendinopathy kind of signs and symptoms, And over the course of, I don't know, four weeks, six weeks, the hip pain can probably magically go away. Magically. So um, it's like, yes, manual therapy has a time and a place. Yes, film rolling, soft tissue work. They all have a time and place because they do work. They do make us temporarily feel better. But the key to that is it's temporary. And using that temporary, I feel better should be used in, okay, now we feel better. We're now going to load that and push these tissues to gain overall increased tolerability. We're not just having someone lie on a table, do some annual therapy, hammer out a couple sets of clamshells, and then say, okay, have fun, goodbye. And they go into the gym or they go and try to do the daily life stuff and they wonder why their pain comes back.
0: There's just like no translation. There's no relation of like what they did in PT to what they want to be able to do. I feel like the one of the most helpful questions as a PT has always been when someone's like, I have pain, like, what is your programming? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? And that's why like, I mean, I'm a, I'm a CrossFitter, so I'm allowed to kind of like shit on CrossFitters. It's why it's so hard sometimes to work with a CrossFitter, especially when your gym doesn't post a week of programming because it's like, I need to know what stress you are putting on your body or about to put on your body so that I can plan the stress that we put on our body. Like it's basically, it's like here, Hannah, here's a gallon of water, figure out where to put it. in all the different cups throughout the week. And I I think like just doing the detective work is something that I think we often think is really simple. We're like, oh, of course it's your volume, it's your stress, that you should be doing it on this day and you have it on this day. And like, oh, let's take this down a little bit. And other people are like, Oh my God. Like I thought I was just supposed to like go until failure and like do all these sets. And I think we really undervalue like the knowledge we have when it comes to just like strength and conditioning and programming principles. Mm -hmm.
1: And I feel that too. Like even just this past weekend teaching at Barbell Rehab, I feel like a lot of times when I'm trying to come up with ideas to post on social media or talk about with my clients or post in Supple Strength chat, I'm like, oh, like people already know this. Like they've Mm -hmm. already heard this before. But teaching this past weekend, seeing how many light bulbs were going off in these coaches and clinicians brains when I would talk about certain things like principles of programming and RPE and substituting in a tolerable exercise and when to limit ROM and when to decrease load. It's like seeing all these light bulbs going off of like, oh, my God, like I never thought about that. I'm like, you know, maybe we know more than I think that I know. Like, maybe imposter syndrome is obviously just this stupid, silly thing that we're all going to have for the rest of our lives, but that shouldn't limit us from the knowledge that we're sharing with other clinicians, coaches, and clients. Like, we think
0: it's so commonplace. Yeah, just like an oh account. Like they have all the whole tax law like memorized or whatever. I don't really actually know what they do, but you know what I mean. Yeah, and we think that like everyone has this knowledge, and it's really just like the simple things that we do. Are the most helpful things that we do. So we're in 2023 now. You've launched one on one training. Okay, walk me through because this is still in Oklahoma.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm still working full time in the clinic. Yeah. And then I think I started off with like five one on one clients and then worked my way up to around 10. And because I was getting so much fulfillment, And the fire was lit. I was loving being an online uh, coach, trainer, PT, seeing all these people make progress, seeing them take the things that I tell them, implement them into their daily lives, change their programming, take my advice, be excited and just super, I'm just grateful for the things that I could provide for them. Motivated. Motivated, getting better. I was like, "Oh my god. I am not a, I'm not a bad PT. Yeah, I actually like this. I like yeah. this. Like I'm helping people. This is what I've been craving for the past 2 years working in this rural outpatient clinic that I haven't gotten as like a new grad coming out, super stoked to help people and change people's lives." And because of that, I started to decrease my hours at the clinic, which is like you
0: should just like pause for a second cuz like that's such a cool accomplishment. Yeah. That like you were able I mean, you launched in October in, I don't know when, but like a few short months later, you were able to replace your income. Like you were able to do less of the things you did not want to do. Do more of the things that you did want to do, which is such a, like that first leap, I (sighs) feel like can be so scary of just like being able to, to take that leap is huge. You should be very proud of yourself.
1: Having numbers of, okay, if I work this many hours in the clinic, And I have this many one-on-one online clients, like that my income would kind of stay the same so that Steve and I could be living the same lifestyle that we were currently living. And essentially, as I gained more clients- (laughs) He just kept like adding, like- I I kept adding clients and I kept dropping my hours at the clinic to where when I left in September of 23, I was down to like two to three days in the clinic.
0: Yeah, That's, that's huge.
1: Let's now
0: switch gears of like, so at this time, you have supple, you have one-on-one, you're in the clinic a couple days a week, and then fast forward, it's 2024, it's almost March, and you are
1: fully online. Fully online and have an assistant coach, Dr. Emily.
0: Yes. Yeah. So
1: like, how did we get here? (laughs) What a wild past year. I know. We got here because I was literally in the car, like had signed a contract with Made to Move, like signed contract of like, okay, this is what your pay is gonna be. This is how many patients you're gonna probably start with. This is your base salary. This is how you can get to make, to what you wanna be making. Because Made to Move was my dream clinic, cash-based clinic, people who are motivated and want to better their health, people that are usually already in the gym, people that care about how they move, want to learn. And it was just everything that I've ever wanted as a clinic job, as a PT. And so, just like I messaged y'all last spring, like I was going like full force after this. I said I want this. I'm gonna make this happen. If I have to hound these people until they hire me, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. And so I was technically hired as a part-time physical therapist. And the goal was to have me move down in September, get my feet wet, get started treating uh, patients part-time. And then on my, my, my move, by myself, in my Subaru, from Oklahoma to South Carolina. Car fully packed. Car fully packed. Thinking, just left her dogs and her yeah, husband. left my down dogs and to husband. start working for us early. And they were going to come at the end of December. But I just left everything. And on my way here, I get a call from Elliot and Hannah. Of saying, hey, we have an idea we want to run past you. You were like, okay. I'm like, okay, what is this What is this main huge idea? And Elliot goes, what if? Oh my God, it was me. Was it you? Yeah, Elliot was like, Hannah,
0: you should take this. It was the first time that like- that, like you and I had ever talked. Like we had, cause we went to dinner, but like Elliot was like your liaison. Yeah. Like, y'all were talking. And I remember like probably one of the most anxious uh, meetings I've ever had with Elliot was me in the middle of ethos with a whiteboard in the cafe, convincing him that this was the decision that we should to take you out of in person and put you all online. Like I had fully prepared. I had talked myself through the presentation. Like I knew what I was going to write on the whiteboard. I had notes to present to my fiance and business partner, why we were going to take Susie all online.
1: Out of this role that we just hired her for that she thinks she's yeah. doing. And at this time, like I didn't, I had, we had had dinner once together, but I had, mm-hmm. i had barely talked to you. Yeah. So I just knew that you and Elliot were engaged and you were business partners, but I didn't really know much about you or have a relationship yeah. with you. We had like DM'd on Instagram yeah. about like hair stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. About like the, yeah. <laughs> Cause I remember when you, when you messaged us, I was like, I don't know who this girl is. I went and looked on your profile and, like, from meeting you, from like obviously until now, like, still, like, every day, I'm like, we have this in common. And it's just like so rare to meet someone. I remember when we were going through like our client journey mm-hmm. and we were like, oh, it's the same. Mm-hmm. Like, we work with the same types of people for the same goals, for the same reasons. We want these same things in life. Like, it was just so aligned that even in the beginning, when you messaged us, I was like, this girl, is going to do something amazing. And I was like, if she doesn't do it with us, she'll either do it on her own or she'll find someone else. And I was like, well, I want her to do it with us. And at the time it's wild how many things in 2023 changed for made to move of like this person left. And then we brought on this person and she was in this location. And then we decided here, we were going to hire this person. And then her life changed and she had to stay in her current state. And like, a shit show at the time. But like all of those little factors led us to this decision of like having you go all in online and like, I'm so glad that it happened. I remember like the the couple of decisions that we made in 2023 that were kind of like big pivots were me texting Eve and Elliot and being like hot take. It was It was hot take, what if we put Lauren in Somerville? And it was hot take. What if Susie just goes all online of like, cause you were like, well, I've always kind of done both. Mm -hmm. And like, I I still love in person and it's nice to have both. And I, I remember being like, so we're gonna, we're gonna put this girl, you were gonna go go in Somerville.
1: Yeah. I was gonna be like the person in Somerville. Like alone. To grow Somerville.
0: In sacred pine, growing Somerville. And managing and growing your online business, which you had only launched a year prior. Still a baby. But you were making, you were having so much success. And I was like, we're now going to ask her to pause that. All the momentum, all the hard work she's done so that she can work part-time for us. And I just remember being like. Make it make sense. Yeah, I was like, I think that we have a better opportunity here. I think we were trying, we had the right person. It was like we, Elliot and and I always say like, Put the right people on the bus. Like you will find their seats later. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love I think that. it's from a book. It's from like Good to Great or some book that Elliot listens to constantly. Probably one
1: of these four that I have sitting here that I haven't read yet. Because Sorry, he doesn't dead. know
0: that you don't read. And he's just going to keep <laughs> sending you these books. Yeah, exactly. And I just remember being like, I had a meeting with Eve because Elliot couldn't be there. And Eve and I had convinced each other. And I was like, okay. And he was like, it's now your job to convince Elliot. And then convince me. And then I had to talk to you. And it was the first time that we had really fully talked.
1: And back to what started this conversation was I was literally in the car, moving here, thinking I'm going to show up in the clinic next week to start shadowing. You're going to start shadowing. And Hannah, (coughs) you dropped this bomb of what if we kind of joined forces a little bit and just went 100% all in on this online thing you have going? And I like was in the car, trying to drive, and just kind of blacked out for a second because I was so ner- I was so nervous, and I've always been so nervous of betting on myself to be successful. And this was huge because I'm like, oh my god! Well, wh- how is that going to work? Like, I don't have enough clients right now to support my income, and now I'm paying rent at a place. I'm moving down here for y'all. Yeah, I'm moving down here for y'all, paying rent for the next two, three months while I'm waiting for Steve to get here and us to find a house to live in. And it was, I was just like, oh you my had God, bought a house. You really? had like committed, right? Well, we had signed a contract. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like under contract for a house. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I, I was like, you were, you were in the car and you're like, um, I don't think I've ever thought about that.
1: And I, I hadn't,
0: I was like, okay, well I just need, cause I was so far ahead mm-hmm. in the conversation. Cause I had had the conversation with myself, with Eve, with Elliot. And I was like, I was at the point where like, I was going to be very bummed, very bummed. If I said no. Yeah. Cause I was like, I want, I want to be Susie's business partner. Like I want to work with her. Like, I don't, I don't want what we have set up. Like I want to do don't, together. You don't want me
1: as an employee. You want me as a partner. Yeah.
0: And I yeah. was like, so excited for that opportunity that I was like, if she denies <laughs> me right now, like I now have to like rethink everything. And you were like, I mean, I was so nervous because, you know, we're on the phone, we're not even on FaceTime and you're just like, I had never thought about that before. Like, how would that work? Um, I'm driving. Um, I, okay, well, I need to think about it. (laughs) I was like, okay, well, let me know. Like, I have lots of answers for you. Like, ask me all the questions. But a lot of it, like we did just kind of have to figure it out. Yeah. Thank you for taking (laughs) me, interest
1: Thank me. And so now here we are. And basically I, I moved and I still shadowed because a main thing was me like getting to know the team and you guys really wanted me to feel like I was still a part of me to move because that's, that's something that I never had. I never had a relationship with people in the clinic that viewed physical therapy and fitness and rehab the same as I did. And so I feel like I was just really craving that camaraderie and being able to bounce ideas and be surrounded by people that treat and train just like I do. Uh, And so y'all did such a great job at making me feel welcome and letting me be a part of the team, but still chasing this online thing that we were going to grow and create together.
0: Yeah. I was like, obviously this girl is an entrepreneur. Like we, we, we called you a lion, like she's a lion, like a full grown lion. And like, I want her to be able to have like the support and like the foundation that she needs because you've created something amazing while also having like, the social and the people, because like you're all online, like being fully remote, it can be isolating Yeah. And, like doing things alone. Like I've personally never done anything in business alone. Like I've had Elliot, like I had Betsy and Scott, like I have, I've had Eve and like, I can't imagine, you know, you did this all on your own, like, and your, your pushy egg husband helped you, but
1: like, it's all been you. Yeah. And, and like and taking that leap is, terrifying. It was terrifying. And I not only was I isolated, like just as a doing this by myself business owner, but I was also isolated as a clinician where I worked at in Oklahoma and isolated socially because I had zero friends there, zero family there, middle of rural Oklahoma. So there's so it was just Susie on her little island trying to survive, trying to find what she wanted to do with her life and with her business and with her skills as a doctor of physical therapy. And then this opportunity, just like, you put it in a little present right in my lap. <laughs> and here we are.
0: So what are we doing? <laughs> Over the last few months, what, what have we been doing? What's your life now look like?
1: My life looks like uh, waking up at whatever time I want, which as a morning, non-morning person mm-hmm. and never will be, because I stopped fighting it. Full circle. Waking up at nine o'clock in the morning, coming downstairs, making my latte, uh, in my office, Either in my office or on the couch by 10 a.m., uh, responding to client messages, working on creating social media content, um, working on supple strength. Like, I am now fully able to dedicate all of my time and energy to all of my online clients with one on one coaching and rehab, as well as my group training program.
0: I think you're severely discounting yourself of like how much you work. You have all these one-on-one clients who like, aren't just, it's not just fitness. No, it is online remote rehab, right? Like she consistently is like texting me working for like 12 to 14 hours. You're like, I wake up and I have my latte. And then you don't stop
1: until midnight,
0: until midnight, (laughs) like every single, especially the last few weeks of just like launching and then bringing on assistant coach and like getting more clients, like barbell rehab, teaching other clinicians how to treat like you do. And fitness professionals, right? Like, yeah. So like.
1: I'm not very good at giving myself a pat on the back. Yeah. There's always more that I want to do. Like, I don't think I'll ever get to a point in life where I can sit down and say, I've made it. I'm good enough. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm good here. It's always going to be wanting more. And I don't know if that's just because it's the ADHD in me or it's the perfectionism or the imposter syndrome. It's just like the drive. It's, but it's just the drive to want to be something great, want to deliver a great product, want to be a great PT, want to be a great coach, a great wife, a great dog mom. Like there's so much that I want for myself that can help impact other people in a positive way that I don't think I ever will give myself enough credit.
0: I think that that'll be extremely helpful to help you be successful too. It's like, it has an edge. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's never going to feel like enough, but it's also going to be like, you're always going to be striving for improvement, which means that you're always going to be trying to get better and trying to help other people be better too. And like, that is a very powerful combination. You just have to also learn like talking to myself here, like how to stop, but it's like, you almost kind of don't want to stop.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean I'm right now we're in like the momentum phase yeah. of like I am grinding every day. We are coming up with new ideas. We are we just announced our partnership together and officially launched remote rehab with a wonderful founders rate. And I, there's just so much momentum right now that I'm okay with kind of working myself into the ground. Obviously it's not sustainable <laughs> for the long term, but for right now I'm just being so excited about this. And having that momentum, like, I don't want to stop. Even though, I mean, you know how it is being a business owner. Yes, we're so excited about this stuff, but there's still days where I just sit and cry because I'm stressed and I'm tired and I'm overwhelmed. But that is just part of embarking on something that you have so much like hope and faith with. And so much passion for. Yeah. Like,
0: we talked about this last night, but we are in the middle of like, we, you know, we got engaged almost a year ago, getting to the point where I'm, I'm very annoyed with people asking, cause I'm like, you've asked me enough. I'll tell you. And it's also like, and I know Elliot feels the same way. Like we, we very much feel married and we're both so motivated for business right now that it's like, I get home at night and I'm like, I would rather spend this extra 30 minutes that I have, like editing this post or like editing this thing and like doing this thing for business rather than like
1: (laughs) trying to plan our wedding. I've been telling you for months,
0: you just need to elope. So we're, we just have to do it in a way. That you don't make. Well, like we have, we have to have family there. Right. And it's like, as soon as you take that next step then it's like, you have to plan, you have to have a place to stay. And it's like, I also look at it and I'm like, okay, business helps people. Business makes money. Wedding takes money, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, which one? Wedding doesn't help anyone. Like, which one feels more motivating and more like, I just always look at like the long-term ROI. And I'm like, business, business. more. Wedding just takes. And it's like, obviously, so excited to marry you, Ellie. and like, so excited for all the things. But it's just like the, the start of it.
1: It's a lot. And that's yeah. one of the reasons why Steve and I essentially eloped. I mean, we had 30 of our closest family and friends meet us in Asheville and we got married at, in the alley, the very cute alleyway. What is I say alleyway, <laughs> say like alleyway. And I was like in the street at Zomber trying to
0: like, I was like, where in this place? I was like, she said alleyway. Is it that dark alleyway with all the trash cans? And Ellie was like, no way. Right. And it, it was somewhere else.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, but it's a beautiful brick alleyway with like cute little lights. So cute. And it was adorable. Um, Yeah. So 30 of our closest family and friends in that alleyway and we got hitched. And then we went to bars and breweries afterwards so and it snowed. Fun. And I oh, would wow. do it the same way every single time, ever, like if I had to do it again, amazing. See y'all in Nashville. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'd love to know as we wrap up, like can you tell me about a client that has really like made you feel like, oh, I can help people with their pain and injuries through online remote rehab. Like one of
1: your your favorite clients, like success story. So right now, obviously I love all of my clients. If you're listening. I love you all I equally. love you all. <laughs> and they're all working on different things and they're all different people with on different journeys. But one of the most rewarding recently would have been uh, this woman that I've been working with. She had a pretty bad disc herniation uh, and had to have surgery because she was having like bilateral like symptoms and all that fun stuff. Yeah. So obviously red flag, you need to have surgery. She had surgery and she had been a year out from surgery, went to traditional PT, which at the time, obviously very appropriate because she was learning how to move again, learning how to recover from the surgery and move her back and decrease pain levels. And then she gets done with PT and isn't able to do all the stuff in the gym that she was able to do before, wasn't able to play volleyball like she wanted to, wasn't able to deadlift or hinge or squat, all these things that she had grown to love before this injury, she didn't know how to get back to it. Because PT had only gotten her so far. Yeah, and it's like usually traditional PT only gets you so far, and they're right here on the spectrum. And on the other side of the spectrum, you have fitness coaching, personal training, And what happens when someone graduates PT and is here a little further along the spectrum, but needs to get to here, like they have no guidance to close that gap. To get back to doing the things that they want to do. Like,
0: if you would have told her, hey, you're going to get the surgery, but you're never going to be able to do the things you want to do again. She was told to stop lifting
1: altogether by the PT and by the surgeon.
0: Yeah. It's like, I'm getting this surgery so that, like it happens a lot with hip and knee replacements. Like, I'm getting this knee replacement so that I can keep running, so that I can keep playing basketball. Like, and their PT is just like, well, you have good range of motion. And they're
1: like, this is not why I got this. No. And unfortunately, that's just what happens in insurance-based PT clinics a lot of time because we're so limited on what you can do because of the billing and the reimbursement. Yeah. And seeing three different patients at a time because the clinic needs to make more money, yet you get paid a crap salary. That's a whole other wormhole. So essentially, she comes to me, had been following me on Instagram, and is like, hey, can you help me? I want to get back to doing stuff in the gym. And so we started at entry level for her, which was trap bar deadlifts from an elevated surface. And we're like four months into training. And... Every single week, she's saying, I'm unhappy with where I'm at with training because I don't feel like I can train at the intensity that I want to. And every time I try and push past that, my lower leg calf numbness symptoms come back, which is just residual from the lower back injury and surgery that she had gone through. And then we finally sat down. I mean, I actually talked to you a lot about it. Like, what what can I do for her? Because I feel like I'm failing her. And she and I sat down and we had a heart to heart. And I'm like, look, you are currently here physically in the recovery process. A lot of your symptoms and your pain that you're having is now chronic. That area in your back is super sensitized. And if we push past the capacity of those tissues and the capacity of what you're confident in doing, because we had a lot of fear of movement. She was here physically, but wanted to be here intensity of sessions of going to RPE eight, nine for her big compound lifts. In that gap, we couldn't close because Even if we wanted to, she was too fearful to get there. It's like she's fighting against herself, too. Of like, I'm so
0: upset because I want to be here. So I'm trying to be here, but my body's telling me I'm here. But I keep trying to push it here. So then like, they're both at odds with each other. Yeah, And it's like doing horrors for her confidence Mm -hmm. to be like, oh, you can't do this.
1: So then you get less confident, less confident, more fearful, more fearful, and then more pain. It's just like we were stuck in this little cycle. Yeah. And so we sat down, we had a heart to heart on a uh, video call and in the chat in the app. And I did just a ton of education with her, a ton of pain education, how pain works, using the smoke alarm analogy of when you have a smoke alarm going off in your kitchen, uh, you don't really know where the fire is in your kitchen. You don't know how severe the fire is. And there could not even be a fire. You could be cooking up a really delicious grilled cheese and some (laughs) of that cheese is just oozing out that bread onto your skillet, making some smoke. (laughs) And now that alarm, that pain response, that alarm is tripping off, even if we're doing something good, like loading a hinge pattern or doing a squat variation. And so with all of that education and all of that sit down that we did, explaining our how pain works, things that we can do, how your stress levels, your recovery levels, your fear of movement, your beliefs around pain, your beliefs around how stable or unstable your back is, all influence this pain response. And then she finally understood of how we need to close that gap between where she wanted, where she wanted to be with her intensity and where she was mentally and physically. And so we had like an epiphany. And ever since that talk each week, she stopped having a lot of those calf symptoms down her down her leg. We were able to do weighted RDLs. We were able to do squat variations without increased symptoms. And then we kind of tailored the compounds to be at RPE 6, 7. But then we really pushed those accessories and those isolation single joint movements to where she felt like she got the intensity of a workout that she wanted. Yeah. And that was like to this day, just incredibly rewarding to have, work with the client, educate them through movement and what we know as PTs and how pain works for them to sit there and understand it and have that epiphany and take it into practice and be able to improve their confidence with movement and improve their ability to do things in the gym that they want to do.
0: Yeah. It's like that's the beauty of it. Like it's not it's not just a program. Mm-hmm. And that's where like you know, in the past, I've definitely gotten like just individualized programming. And it's like, here's your workouts. How'd they go? Like, they went shit. Okay. Try these. And like, I think there's a huge difference between remote coaching and remote programming. And like, because you see it as we had this amazing session, we had this amazing epiphany, but like, I know you, and I know that had been building Oh yeah, for like months of just like little tidbits there and like kind of changing beliefs there and like coaching her through this so that finally, like when she needed this big, like come to Jesus moment, it was like, oh, like that's what you've been saying this whole time. And like, you were both able to kind of meet in the middle of like, you want this goal. I want this goal for you. Like we have the same goals. Here's how we're going to get it. And like, I can still give you intensity, but you also don't want to be dealing with pain. So then I'm going to need you to do this. And it's like, That relationship is so important because you're all heading in the same direction and you were just able to like customize it so specifically to like, not just what she needed. And this is where I think people like, don't think about coaching, not just what she needed physically, not just like what her tissues needed to adapt and respond and like get more capable, like what she needed as a person and mentally like with her job and with her stressors and with her life. And like with her mental state of like, I'm kind of nervous about this. I need to build confidence. And also I think it's like her, her communication style, her coaching style, like it's all of these things. Like Ellie would say, it's a conglomeration. Conglomeration. Conglomeration of all these things that like led you to be able to create a very personalized program. And like she got back to playing sports, right? She's like lifting again. She's not fearful anymore. And like, of course, there's still progress to be made. Right. But I feel like the, the foundation is like so there now.
1: And that's the benefit of working with fitness and rehab professionals. Cause you know, we're both here at Made to Move Your Bones. I was, yeah, we, uh, you can say it. Okay, so. <laughs> it's okay. If you've gotten this far exactly. in listening in the podcast. You deserve, you to, deserve know. to know. So my business is called Move Your Bones. Hannah and Elliot's business is Made, Made to, to Move. move. So like the new like partnership where, yeah. umbrella business is made to move your bones and how it fits together so perfectly with our two different businesses is amazing. But like, I'm not, we're not going to call it that to each other. We do each other internally. internally, internally, because it's just a lot of words to say. Made to move used. your bones. Yeah. yeah. So internally we call it made to bone. <sighs> so what we do differently at made to bone is <laughs> not only are we keeping you in the gym. We're telling you to stay in the gym and lift. Or help you get into the gym. Or help you get back into the gym. But we're also like doing the rehab part of things. And we get to do both. We do both. 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 For actually, when you look at like a really good price. <laughs> and like you, you don't
0: have to go to PT in an outdated clinic like three days a week anymore. And
1: Nope. Yeah, it's all. And you can do it from... I say, from anywhere in the world. Yes. Mr. Worldwide, baby. And you have access to us every single day. Like yeah. if you're having issues with a certain movement, you're leaving comments on that movement. If you want to get our eyes on what you've been doing and to see if we can give you uh comments and pointers on your technique, you send us those videos. It's not like I'm seeing you once a week mm-hmm. and I'll talk to you next week about how this, the rest of your whole week goes. Yeah, you like, have oh, that instant daily gratification and education and guidance if you need it
0: like have you ever had a patient say like I wish you could just come to the gym with me yeah it's like well we I can. can it's like you have a PT in your pocket your PT is telling you how to exercise telling you how to get out of pain telling you how to do this on this day how to do this on this day it's just that we're not like staring at you right next to you but and, we are staring at and you.
1: telling you to do two more reps because we didn't count your reps.
0: sorry three more three more
1: Yeah, two more. That's fine. I want to know, like, wrapping up. What are you?
0: What's something that you are most excited about in like the next
1: year? In this year, I'm most excited about no longer having to do business alone. Because yeah, like when earlier you were right when you said you could have done this alone. You could have done this by yourself. And yeah, I could have. But why do it by myself when I have a whole entire group of people that align in every single aspect, not only business, but like personal too. I haven't had friends in a long time living in Oklahoma. And it's crazy to like- (laughs) I've never had a friend before. In my whole entire life. And it's so fun to sit here and be like, I can look at you and say, yes, you're my business partner. But we also have this amazing blossoming friendship because we are- like so similar in a lot of aspects when it comes to personality and just outlook on life in general. So excited to growing friendships with you and Elliot and everyone else in the worm family, because I haven't had that in so long. I'm also excited to continue to just grow this amazing online business that we now have together so that we can help more people. Like the fact that we have already brought in one of the worms to help with remote rehab online is crazy to me. And now we're building up her roster. So I'm sitting here thinking, okay, this time next year, how oh, many man. of these worms are going to have an online coaching roster? Yeah. And with that being said, yes, I could have done this on my own, but I always sat and thought, where am I going to find PTs that also train, strength train, CrossFit, run, treat like I do, have the beliefs about movement and rehab like I do to hire the assistant coaches? And I that always stressed me out. But now it doesn't have to because now we have this pool of people, amazing people that treat and train just like I do. And now we can use them both for made to move and move your bones slash made to bone so that we can just help more people. Made to move no longer just limited to people in Charleston and Somerville. And then move your bones is no longer limited to just the amount of people that Susie can have on her roster and keep her head above water. We now have the best of both worlds between the two of us. What is something that,
0: you know, I, we follow you on Instagram. We see all your stuff. What's something that people still might not know about you?
1: Like a fun fact?
0: Anything. Secret, fun fact. Ooh, ooh. Okay, so right.
1: people may not know that my right kidney is oh. only 30% functioning. That's where we're going with this. Yeah. What so, do you mean? Um. His name is Kevin. Oh, and he's what's little, the other one's name? I that one doesn't have a name because it's not an asshole. So Kevin's an asshole. I had a blocked ureter when I was three years old, and oh I, no, yeah, and had to be at the time like so. I was born and raised in Ohio, but I called the Carolinas home because we moved there after elementary school. So yeah. like I don't really remember anything about Ohio. Um, I had to be air flighted to Pittsburgh Children's Hospital to have an emergency surgery because it was blocked where my kidney was like blowing up like a balloon. So Kevin, the kidney, he's like 30% functioning. So another reason why I married Steve is because he's my same blood type and has two functioning kidneys. So like if I got in a car wreck and and healthy kidney got damaged, like I would need to say, hey, Steve, one of the reasons I married you is for your kidney. Does
0: he know this? Yeah. Okay. Just making sure this isn't like also announcing it to him. Yeah. Well, thank you we did great (laughs) on that note. (laughs) We'll see you next time. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. If you want to keep up with Dr. Susie, all of those links with the one-on-one application, her group training program, and her Instagram are in the show notes below. Make sure you subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can follow us on Instagram at Healthy to stay in the know. Otherwise, have a great week.